Hi, I'm Steve Durr. Welcome to the audio devotions through the Gospel of John. The book of John, like Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are Gospels in the New Testament. They all share the good news of Jesus' life, teaching, and mission. However, the book of John gives us a different perspective than the other three mentioned. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are referred to as synoptic Gospels. In other words, they're very similar, and they tell many of the same stories. The Gospel of John is a different vantage point on the story of Jesus. For example, John tells more of the stories from Jesus' time in Jerusalem than the other Gospels. Well, the Gospel of John was written by one of Jesus' closest friends and followers, named, fittingly, John. (laughs) And John, along with two other disciples, Peter and James, enjoyed a very close friendship with Jesus. And this book, written by John, is a powerful account of Jesus' life and teaching that reveals who Jesus truly is, and it invites us to trust in him and experience his life. There are a few questions we want you to consider each day along this journey of following Jesus through John. The first question is, how is God getting your attention from this passage, from these comments? Secondly, what do you sense God saying to you? And then finally, what will you do about it? And so with that in mind, let's begin, and we're going to begin at the beginning of everything. So let's go to John chapter 1, and we're going to read verse 1 through 5 today. It says this, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Word. (laughs) When John speaks about the word, he uses the Greek word logos. Uh, Word, logos. Uh, So what? You know a little Greek? Isn't that exciting? No. Well, at the time, uh, in the Greek and Roman world of philosophy, uh, there was an understanding that there was this thing called the divine logos, the divine word, the divine wisdom or divine reason behind all things, behind the cosmos, uh, forming it, giving it meaning. The logos was seen as the soul of the universe, a participant in its creation and active in holding it together and shaping it, which is quite interesting being that this isn't a Christian philosophy. This is just Greek uh, philosophy. And yet there's this concept. And John's discussion about the word, the divine logos, would have caught the attention, therefore, of the non-Jewish people reading this account of Jesus' life. Their Greek philosophic minds would have been drawn into hearing more about this word, this logos that they're familiar with. And as John speaks about the word, he uses familiar language for his Jewish audience as well. He begins his book speaking about the divine logos, or word, saying this, In the beginning, the word already existed. In the beginning. This poetic opening to John's book begins like the poetic, you know, first words of the Bible, the Jewish scriptures found in Genesis 1-1 that says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is familiar language for the Jewish people, hearing this story about this divine word or logos, the Son of God, Jesus. So here's my point of all this. 
don't I don't want to lose you here. Here's the point. In the very first sentence, in the beginning, the word already existed. In that very first sentence, John is speaking familiar language to both the Jewish and non-Jewish people hearing this story of Jesus. He has them reframing their current views of God and the God of creation and the divine word. He has brought his very divided audience together to present the one that everyone else has truly been looking for and now has come, the word. John explains that this divine creative word, the one that the Greeks and Roman philosophers were talking about and looking for, that he always was, that this word was with God, that this word was God and everything was created through him. So the Jewish audience hears about this God and they're learning even more about who this God is that they follow. So through this word, everything has been brought to life. And pretty soon we're going to recognize that when John speaks about the word, he's speaking about Jesus. Jesus, the divine word, God himself is the light of the world. Now, here's the thing. I'm, I'm just inspired by John's ability to bring people together, to bring his audience together. He begins where people are and their views on the universe and on God and the divine word, and he gives them a deeper understanding of what they already think. And from the midst of that, he reveals Jesus. And if you're a follower of Jesus and you desire, you know, desire to share the good news of Jesus, I think we can learn something from John. John understands the world the culture, and the people he's writing to. He helps people see that they truly, uh, what they're truly hungry for and what they're truly seeking is not a philosophy, but a person. It's Jesus they're really looking for. It's Jesus they're truly searching for. It's Jesus, the one they've always been talking about, and now he's unveiling this Jesus, the Son of God, to them. So as I reflect on sharing Jesus with other people, um, here's, here's some thoughts for us, some questions for us. Do we understand the beliefs, the views, the culture, the stories of the people around us? If not, maybe we need to begin by listening to the world around us first and then help people see that Jesus is the one they don't even realize <laughs> is the one they've been looking for. And finally, um, I'm just moved. I'm moved by the staggering vision of Jesus that John presents, the divine creative word. And as we read through John together, uh, that little section, and as we continue to read John together, we're, we're going to be watching Jesus in action. This Jesus is more, more than a good man, more than a great moral teacher, more than an irritant to the religious elite, more than a champion of the poor or lonely or lost. Surely he's all those things, but he's more than any and all of our labels. He is God the Son, with God, is God. So today, remember who this Jesus is. He is more. And John's vision for us in those first five verses makes that crystal clear that the one we've been looking for is so much more than we can imagine, so much more than we've hoped for.
And maybe today you feel discouraged. Maybe you feel defeated. Maybe you feel dejected, in dire straits, detached. Maybe you're struggling to have hope. Today, remember Jesus. The one who calls you friend is more. More than you can imagine. More than your circumstances can handle. And maybe today, when you face something that seems bigger than you, bigger than anything else, maybe today you choose to say, Jesus is more. And so today, how is God getting your attention? What do you sense God saying to you? And then what will be your faithful response? What will you do about it? Would you pray with me? Word of God, Jesus, speak to us, lead us, encourage us, challenge us, move in our lives and give us your hope. You are more than we can imagine and yet so personal and we praise you. For people in our lives who don't yet know you, the divine word, the creator, the king, the savior, the friend, the one who is so much more. God, would you share your goodness, your truth with them through us that they might have an expanded vision of you, that they might realize that the thing they're hungry for most is you. So reveal yourself in our life and through our life. We need you today. Help us to see you, the divine creative word, Help us to see that you are more. And so fill us with your hope. We love you and we thank you for being our king. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have a wonderful day. We'll see you.